you as always it's me your host marina joining me today i've got explicit yo what's up everyone and twisted vic hey guys it's me and we're back for part two of our uh ser- um serial killers oh my goodness horror movie villains um like i said it's those that you love to hate but hate to love um but before that we've got i guess some news i got a circle cup hey yeah, that's awesome isn't that like the the cup like one of those bottles that like changes the flavor for water or whatnot? yeah it's it's a water bottle but you buy disposable cartridges that are like the top of your bottle actually so okay. you just get rid pop one out pop one in okay. with flavors and the flavors come with no sugars no calories no artificial flavorings or colorings oh shit so it's perfect for people that are trying to drink more water but don't actually enjoy drinking water this right. gives you a little good flavor so far i mean all the flavors i've had are good I'm liking it. I'm drinking more just water. Have a refill of juice. It's just you exactly. just need water. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I saw it on TikTok and decided, hey, why not? Bought it at Walmart though. Got it only for twenty bucks. Not bad. Not bad. It is not bad. The cartridges are three bucks. Oh shit. And They're and better. they last you for like depending on how, how how the setting that you put it on, how strong the flavor is. And how frequently you use them, I guess. And how frequently you use it. Um, but it it'll probably last you about Day and a half to two days each cartridge. No, it can get a little expensive if you think about three dollars every two days. Mm. But you don't always have to drink it with the right. cartridge or whatever, you know? I mean just have normal water. Just have normal water. But hey, you know, I mean for somebody like me it makes a big difference. I think it was the best investment I could have done. And uh, <clears throat> Circle, you could sponsor us. <laughs> but um Yeah, so before we dive into this topic that we have so much to talk about the part two you know what week. time it is mm-hmm. it's time to get lit so tell me about your week explicit that was all right i mean i got i got off the work and let me see who's been sleeping i've actually been playing a lot more with this guy over here mm-hmm. twisted trying to make some more content together yeah what's the next video you were trying to do um so far We've only gotten uh, video recordings on Fortnite. Right. But we are planning on doing a game called Rubber Bandits. Oh my god. Which already the game itself is funny as hell. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I already kind of fucked around with that bit. I close the lighter. You guys are going to need it. Shit. Man. I pass you the peace pipe. Yeah, but just with that game, it's going to be a hundred times more funnier with how we go off on oh, each other. Oh, I can only imagine. You I'm guys pretty are sure like, you're gonna be hearing this. Fuck you, fuck you, this, blah, blah, blah. You guys are comedic. How can you do that to me? It's it's, it's a hilarious ass game. I saw it off of YouTube once and I was like, oh my god. I, I showed it to you actually. Oh yeah, it was you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it was him. And I'm, I was like, yo, imagine if we had like a group of friends that did the same shit. Well, it's definitely possible. Just you two alone are are comedic gold. Oh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with our uh, Dying Light video, that was already Oh my god, that Dying Light video was <laughs> one, of the, one of the funniest shit. So fucker, bro. I just like. I and is really... and is that video on 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 your? Yes, it's on YouTube. It's on it's on the Twisted Dying Vic's Light. YouTube. You guys gotta check it out. What was the name of it? The Dying Light. The, uh, I think just Dying Light funny moments. Yeah. Dying Life. 
Dynalight. Dynalight. Yep. Funny moments or funniest moments yep. on the Twisted Vic channel. So you guys got to check that out because it is hilarious. If you want some comedic gold, you know you get it on this <coughs> podcast with them. But if you want to see them in all their glory, check it out. You will not regret it. You'll thank me. But other than that, it is time for us to continue on on our part two of our serial killers. Oh, by the way, it's Dying Light 2 Fontage gameplay. Ah. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> it was one of those times that you were complaining why was I so fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to start this off. All right. Uh, with Reverend Henry Kane oh, from yeah. Poltergeist. Poltergeist is, 2, really. Is he really uh villain? He, oh, yes, he is. It's been a long time since I've seen that one, because I've always seen one over and over and over. That is not good. You need to check it out. I, now I'm saying I've seen part two. Yeah, but that is not good. You need to check it out and be refreshed. Fair enough. So, Dr. Our doctor, Reverend Henry Kane. Um, he's also known as The Beast, and he's the main antagonist of the Poltergeist 2 film. The Beast sounds like a name for a porno. <laughs> Well, he's Your not. mind went a whole different area than where I live. If this old man would be a porn star, nobody would be watching it. I can guarantee it. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm talking about this man is white-haired, ugly. He looks like he's dead already. I mean, that's him. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. I don't see him becoming a porn star. I don't know why his man went straight to that when I went straight with the beast from Slate. And actually, correction. He looks like Venus with my hair, bro. Correction, <laughs> Reverend Henry Kane is in both part two and part three. Oh, shit. So, now, um, he was actually, in life, he was a leader and a priest of a, of a satanic uh, 19th century utopian cult who held an apocalyptic view on the world, seeing himself and his followers inside a cave system, an area uh, uh, for them to die. Call the Illuminati. Uh, this location would eventually be built over to make the home that the Freeling family would live in, uh, within Cuesta Verde. That was the name of the city that they lived in. Mm. Now, Cain's soul, his dark soul, wishes to abduct the youngest child of the family, the little blonde girl, Carol Ann, to use her innocence and her untainted life essence to capture souls trying to enter the afterlife. Um, Why does every ghost have an alpha Ah, uh, poor girl. You you know that the actress actually died in real life. Oh, really? While making the movies. Actually, while making part three. So, if you actually, if you've seen part three, you'll notice that um, halfway through, um, so, uh, part three, if, you, if you've actually seen the film, you'll notice that like half of the movie, you see her, she's acting, she's talking, she's doing everything, and through... A lot of the end of the movie, uh, like more than halfway, all you get to see are glimpses of her side profile running through mirrors. They had to rewrite the ending part of the movie because filming that movie, she died. How she died? Um, she had some uh, sickness that actually made her get very swollen and ended up, I think it was like respiratory uh, failure yeah. or something. But they, they claimed that there was a curse on the Poltergeist movies that a lot of the actors uh, ended up dying either during or right after the movie uh, filmings. I mean, you think about it, the actress from the Poltergeist one died. Not all of them. Not the older them, but... sister died. 
Um, obviously, in, in part three, the younger sister died. Yeah. Um, obviously, the little uh, little person, little Zelda Rubenstein oh. is the actress's name. This house is clear. Yeah. That lady, well, um, she also died, but not during the movies, obviously afterwards. Yeah, did she die like, more recently? Yeah. Compared to all of them? Yeah, she was actually more recently compared to all of them. But the thing is that there's that theory that, that the movie came with a... Because also people involved with the movie, be it camera guys or whatever, also were dying off. There were several deaths um, that were all people from the movie. So, yeah, but going back on to that... Um, <clears throat> What I liked about him, I guess you could say, and not so much liked, but what, what left an impression on me is that in part two, when he approaches her, he's, the actor that did him, did him amazingly. I mean, I really got to give it out to him. I believe his name was Julian Beck. Um, he, he's very creepy in his way of portraying Reverend Kane. Because part three actually had a different actor. They didn't get the same one because he died. Oh, shit. Um, but the part three one I didn't like at all. It was a very stereotypical, trying to be scary old man. Part two was creepy. And what stuck with me was, and I can't believe I'm going to do this on live air, but when he approaches her, he sings her a song that stuck with me. And basically it was just something like, God is in. His holy temple. Earthly thoughts be silent now. <laughs> Why did that leave an impression on you? Right? The way he sang it fuck? and everything, it just, I don't know. Don't ask me why. What, but to this what, day. Was saying it with like short of breath? No, he was like creepy singing it. And I mean, why would you sing that song to a little girl? Because in the movie, in that scene, Caroline gets lost from her mother and brother in, in a shopping mall. And as uh, she loses them because she sees Henry Kane walking through like the glasses uh, um, of the stores. And she just gets scared by him just by looking at him and he's looking straight at her. So next thing she knows, she doesn't see her mom and brother. And she's like looking, running, screaming, looking for them. And... Uh, Reverend Kane just happens to appear right in front of her where she bumps into him. And he's like, what's wrong, child? Are you lost? Are you scared? And it's just, he's like, I don't know, he's so creepy. And then he's like, well, come with me. Why are you making him sound like a southern black lady? <laughs> right? He kind of talks Some like sugar. that. He kind of <laughs> talks like that. Just like an old man. But that's what he does. He's like, are you lost, sugar? <laughs> I don't know. He's he's creepy as hell. I really I don't know. That's why I had to like mention Reverend Henry Kane, um, since none of y'all are familiar with him. I'm not gonna ask you what are your things about him. So <laughs> we'll move on. To... I just know it definitely wouldn't be him singing. <laughs> no, it definitely would not be. Um, we'll move on to explicit. Who are you gonna talk about? I remember last time the uh, part one. Oh my god, I'm as well. I remember last time <laughs> you left off on Chucky. Bro, yeah, I left off on Chucky. So mm -hmm. right now I'll be mentioning Tiffany Valentine Ray, also known as the Bride of Chucky. Oh, this is a couple's thing. Why did you um, turn into corpse? I was nowhere near being deep. That no, that guy has the deepest voice. I'm not so high. I'm tired. So I'll give you a little biography. It is 
you know, she was a human once. Of yes. We know this. A uh, very hot human. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. For damn sure. Tiffany had a platinum blonde hair and brown eyes. She is sort of lighter version of Chucky. Killing, but unlike her love interest. Feeling good, too, about doing so later on. So she had, like, this gothic type of style, clothing, makeup, mm-hmm. and whatnot, along with a tattoo of a broken heart above her breast. As Very sexy. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> that had Chucky written above it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, because I think, if I remember correctly, she had actually been Charles Lee Ray's girlfriend, probably. which was why she had Chucky on her. Mm-hmm. Because when he was alive and he was human, she was his girlfriend. Yeah. So, yeah. And following him like that. Damn, I want a girl with that much dedication. <laughs> oh, wait, I do. You do have one with that much dedication. She would beat my ass if I didn't include her in that sentence. <laughs> Shout out to his lovely girlfriend because we definitely don't want no beef with her and she is amazing, so. Hell yeah. And she's also Spanish, so I don't feel like dying. Yeah, no, you don't want to piss off a Latina. Like, <laughs> like, I don't feel like fucking dying. If you piss off a Latina, that's what you get. Oh my god. But continue, like, Tiffany. Imagine, like, <laughs> Tiffany. Imagine, like, talking on the phone, be like, 911, it's an emergency. I accidentally like the girls, uh, like the another girl Sophie. So, she's Latina. Oh God, we're sending you. It's over. No, my <laughs> girls are Latina. Oh yeah, my girls are Latina. I still got what whatever. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, same, same okay. shit. Okay. What the fuck ever. But it, oh my lord. Tiffany, Tiffany, stuff. Tiffany. Right. So she had that tattoo above her breast. Oh my God. Making hot as hell. Hell yeah. <laughs> For damn. And shit. hot voice too. I don't know uh-huh. if it's just me. Oh no, it's hot. But after her becoming a doll, she does its hair and makeup, resentable, like a miniature version of herself. Of course. It was a golden necklace that says Tiff. You know what I mean? So her style changes notably in the next film. Her lips are now smaller. Her hair is straighter. She no longer wore the leather jacket. Aww. And she wears different dress and new boots. Also, like Chucky, she wants to transfer her soul to the human protagonists. Of course. Yeah, I wouldn't want to stay a doll. Right. As a doll, Tiffany has blonde hair, although her roots are not. Suggesting her hair has been dyed. She dyes it in part one. Mm-hmm. Green eyes and wears a white bridal gown along with the black leather jacket. She also wears high heel leather boots. She is in the latest two films, really. And although she hasn't had as many brutal injuries and deaths as Chucky, she has a stitch across her forehead from being hit with an axe. Ouch. Yeah. Then even I mean even though these are dolls technically they're fucking human they transfer they bleed yeah, they they're bleed. because they're, said, they're becoming bleed. human in uh, or they're becoming human in the body that they're in right so since they're dolls they're becoming human dolls if that makes exactly. any sense exactly yep that's like the best way to put it to be honest yeah basically yeah and what do you like about Tiffany besides how she looks. That's I was about to say that. <laughs> that's just how, that is, man. This is how she looks. Okay, okay. Uh, for me, it's not based off how she looks. It's based off how she sounds. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. So it's purely aesthetic. Oh, my God. 100%. Because okay. she wasn't that, that, that important of a character, to be honest. <laughs> she was like in like two or three fucking movies out of like eight of them. I get your yeah. point. I get your point. Yeah, at least we ain't mentioning Chucky's kid, okay? Fuck that. Can you actually... He's annoying. Yeah. Can you actually remember what were her victims? I believe they show Wasn't her it killing... the black guy that, that, that she killed by She kills her, like, balls. boyfriend or something. Yeah. Like, the guy that she's uh, having sex with or whatever, she kills him. Um, her and Chucky kill, like, a, a, a couple in a hotel room or something. Tony. I think it was, right? 
I think so. That's the only thing. That's the only one I can think of. I, I can't so remember Jack Shack and Prince of Wales. I've seen those movies. Um, part one is the only good. Well, no, no, no. There was. I know she kills like a, a couple co- uh, cops and 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 a guard. Yeah. And uh, I mean, she's got like a good eight or nine kills under her, if I remember correctly. So. Like, I suck at names, dude. <laughs> I really fucking do. I mean, these are really bit parts in a movie, so yeah. shoot me if I don't remember them their names. <laughs> like I said, I know that there's a couple cops, a security guard, yeah. uh, the couple in the hotel room, the guy that she's fucking. Um, I mean, there's several others, but yeah. Several it's, others. It's, I mean, you can't you can't ask me what I remember because like I saw them once. Yes, yeah, she was hot. But like the movie itself, to me, I I stand by it. The first ever Child's Play is the only good one. Cause part two is alright. Part three. Part two is alright. Like not the downfall, but it was like already starting to get to that. Smoke. And the further you go, the worse it gets. So yeah. Part like the fourth film was like where it, the downfall started happening. Oh yeah. But definitely okay. So that was uh Tiffany Valentine. Man, if you really think about it, she's actually proved her love for Chucky for as long as ten years. Oh wow. Ten fucking years. She was, I tell you, dedication, boy. Right, and then on top of that, if you had noticed, she wore what she thought was an engagement ring from him ever since he was killed. Yep. So he took that shit. She took that shit. Hey, very the serious, couple that slays together stays together. <laughs> no, that's such a good slogan. <laughs> so, uh, Twisted Vic, who you got for us? Well, for you, I got not only a horror villain, but a horror villain that's actually a real person. Oh, oh my shit. fucking god. Yeah. Don't tell me Dahmer. No. <laughs> I better say. No, what I got is Bathsheba. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, because a lot of people forget that the Conjuring universe is based off of real um, um, investigations. Real, real events. So Bathsheba, you could Google it, did exist. And, fun fact, uh, with the movie, it was... The line between fiction and her real life story was very thin. They didn't really do much with her character. They just almost stayed exactly true to it. Yep. They really did. Yeah. And she was scary as shit. Yeah, because like if you if you look her up, you'll find that there's even um, actual historical records that confirmed about her existence. Oh, that's scary. With her name being Bathsheba Thayer, then becoming Sherman when she married her husband. Okay. Yeah, the movie mentions her as Sherman, so yeah. Yeah, because she was... Married, married, obviously. And even, like, down to, uh, like... Killing her kid or whatever? Yeah. That was, like, the only one where they kind of went for the fictional part. Because in real life, her husband caught her almost sacrificing the kid with, with the needle. Gosh. While in the movie, they just went for the whole kill. Okay. That was, like, the only thing that they kind of jumped over the line with. Okay. Everything else, they stayed true to the character. So however you see her now is how she was. Wow. Even to her killing herself, uh, doing the curse, and I don't know if it... Being uh, hanging from that tree? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. And I don't know if it says it in the movie, but Bathsheba um, is actually uh, related to someone, uh, I think her name was Mary Easty, who is a woman who was hung in the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Yeah. So Bathsheba was a witch. A bad one, guys, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Not all witches are bad, which PSA. Yeah. 
And with the legends, it claimed that she was later, like like I said, caught sacrificing her son to Satan with his stone needle, cursing all who would dare to live on her land. And she supposedly climbed a tree and hanged herself, just like in the movie. Wow. Okay. So The Conjuring, in a sense, was like a little bit of a historical lesson. Yeah. Obviously, little scenes in the movie were probably over-exaggerated due for cinematography. Yeah. But the story itself... Was all true. It's all true. Damn. Damn, Bathsheba. <laughs> yeah. That's some crazy shit. Okay. All right. And what, what did you like or what fascinated you the most about her? The fact that usually whenever we like we get like true stories of like horror events, it's either just a regular person, which it does add that fear factor of, oh, a person could just do this at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like a poltergeist kind of thing, where it's more just like, you know that they've had creative liberty with it. Gotcha. With this one, since they only had like one little change to the story, it's scary enough to think that it's 100% real, that it did fucking happen, and it can happen. Oh, that shit. Okay. I imagine it's it's even more scary to think that it's a like a demon, well not a demon but a poltergeist and not just a person where you can defend yourself from that. While with poltergeist, you need to know how to defend yourself instead of just hearing about how to defend yourself with a human. The human, you could just think of so many ways to defend yourself. While with poltergeist, you know you need to know certain ways to defend yourself from those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. That's. Wow, okay. And he had this shit really thought out, too. For real. <laughs> um, damn. Anything you want to add about... I think me being high is really making me focused right now. Oh, shit, bro. Seriously. What the fuck? Wow. And no, I ain't got shit to add to that. You just took uh, well, uh, basically almost every fucking fact of the goddamn book. Shit. Damn. Uh, I mean, I know that when I saw... The Conjuring the first time, Bathsheba was like, uh, scary as fuck for me. And and I mean, I'm not easy to just, you know, get so scared like that. But that was really, her look, everything, it just, it freaked me out. Really, it did. Um, Okay, so I guess we'll move on to mine. And for my next one, I have chosen the Blair Witch. <laughs> you know I had to anything with the name witch in it. I just it, it naturally attracts me. That. Um, but basically, she was the um, the main antagonist of the nineteen ninety nine supernatural horror film, The Blair Witch Project, with which also spawned a recent remake, which wasn't all that great. That already sucked. But um, what this movie had done that at to that point not many others had done uh, that I don't, I don't even think any others before them um they made it seem i mean they went all out in their marketing completely because they actually months before started like rumors yeah that these three kids that had been doing a a, a film documentary had disappeared in the woods outside of Burkittsville uh, i believe it's Maryland um mm-hmm. woods that are Haunted by the Blair Witch, which was a witch that um, had ended up uh, killing kids inside of her house. And the way that she would kill them was she would take them down to the basement 
and she would have everybody uh, look in, uh, like, uh, basically be in a corner, like if you're being punished, mm-hmm. um, looking at the wall, and whoever she was killing would be in the middle of the room while no one was watching her. So it was uh, like a town legend kind of deal, urban legend thing, but mm-hmm. it was real for them because it had actually existed. So, again, the marketing had made it seem like these three kids had gotten lost. Not kids, they were like college students doing a film documentary. And they had gotten lost and gone missing in these woods. And they were being searched for and everything. So much so that even the actors were paid to basically be on the down low. To make it seem like they they disappeared. Yeah. It got to the point where uh, the female, Heather... um, her mom was receiving phone calls from family members giving their condolences on her on her missing daughter. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine how, how fucked up that shit is? But so um, so when the movie was released, it was released like, hey, they said, we found lost footage of the kids that went disappearing and this is what happened to them. This is their story. And that's how it went into opening weekend. So everybody rushed to the movie theaters. I was one of them. To go see what happened to these kids. Now, I will tell you this much. The film in itself was made to look like amateur yeah. f- filmographers. So I especially didn't went for like the whole... Booger scene? Yeah. <laughs> oh my fucking... It would have been fine with everything else. Just that. That was a thing that, yeah. And it went on for like a long fucking time. I know, I know. I mean, it was for the cinematic purpose of making it look like, hey, she's coming to terms with her imminent death, you yeah. know? And she's basically apologizing to the families of all three of them that it was her idea and she insisted on going out and doing this documentary and look where it got them kind of deal. So I get it, but yeah, the booger was a little much. But... um but in it, you never really see the Blair Witch. The Blair Witch. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I found to be kind of even freakier because in most horror movies, it's some guy wearing a mask that keeps showing up conveniently when he wants to kill somebody. And in this case, you didn't know where she was. It's like you how scary know what she is looks that? Like. You don't know what you're looking for. Mm. It, 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 you don't see anything. It's It's... it's it's crazy. All she would leave was these like little like stick figurines hanging from the tree. Mm-hmm. And it was she would play tricks on you. You'd think that you'd be hearing somebody else and it wasn't them and I mean it's it's not the best movie. I mean, like I said, it it shakes a lot and everything. And now that you come to find out, hey, this was all fake. Yeah, it might be a little bothersome, but you got to understand that for those people that were lucky enough, in my in my opinion, to be able to actually go opening weekend thinking this is real fucking footage, you were freaking the fuck out. Because yeah. you were saying if they actually went through all of this, this is some fucked up shit. But then it was fucked up to like a week later at like, I think it was like the MTV Movie Awards, all three of them show up and they're like, yeah, we're not dead. And it was like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. It, it just gave me that sense of, like, holy shit, that I just want a lost tape. It was, it, that's what it was. It was like, everybody was freaking out, saying, wow, these kids, 
God knows what happened to them. Now we've got answers. They're releasing it. Oh my God, what is going on? Blah, blah, blah. And then you start hearing the story of the Blair Witch and the stories of how she would kill people and um, what, you know, people would experience in those woods and stuff like that and how they so slowly start to experience it. It's just, I don't know. It was an ingenious idea because like I said, it took very little... Uh, budget they did it on, on on a small independent kind of budget and it just it blew up on opening weekend because of that whole fib <laughs> but again what i like about the blair witch is the fact that she scares the shit out of you without even seeing her yep <laughs> so what you got next for me explicit this one might be a little creepy and it is going to be alien-related. I'm pretty sure you're probably going to know this right off the bat. Oh, Ooh. my God. But today I'm going to be talking about one of the most known creatures for the entire Alien series, including Alien vs. Predator, the hey. Xenomorph. <laughs> yep. The That's creature, ugly. I mean, the creature itself is already creepy. Just He's looking ugly. at it. Yep. We already know that he has no, or, or it has no specific eyes. It has one of those fucking tongue thingies come out of their mouth with another fucking set of teeth or whatnot. It's already creepy. Now, the other things that I will tell you will probably make it a lot more creepy. But okay. one of, I'm just going to give you a little facts. There are actually different types of xenomorphs. Yep. Yep. Mm. The Nostromal xenomorph, Archeron Queen, which is the queen, right? They all try to protect her. Okay. And you'll actually see it in the Alien series as well. So, yeah. Um... One thing to also keep in mind is these xenomorphs are actually intelligent as fuck. Ooh. Obviously, we know that these are aliens. They, they go ahead toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe with uh, predators. With predators. And predators are one of the most, probably the most advanced fucking hunters in the world. Interesting. So for them to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, it's it shows pretty, a lot. Yeah, it shows a lot. And the thing is that, yeah, there's shit like the, the Archeron Queen, the Dragon, the Clone Queen, which you'll actually, if... You will find out more about that. Newborn. And of course, there's more. But one of the creepiest shits mm -hmm. that is also part of their own species is the facehuggers. Oh, wow. Which I'm pretty sure you've seen them a couple of times, once or twice. But you also and can't forget that xenomorphs uh, can make uh, more xenomorphs or oh, like facehuggers off of even different species. Yep. Oh, damn. Because yeah. there's xenodogs. Yep. Which... Just from the name, you can tell that the facehugger got Holy to a dog, crap. Mm -hmm. and because of the uh, mix of uh, DNA, it made a Xeno dog. Yep. There's a Xeno predator too. Yeah. Okay. So these they just practically take off over every shape or whatever the fucking the facehuggers, I guess, quote unquote, impregnate. Because that just sounds weird for me to just say it out loud like that. But yeah, they're highly intelligent, and they they really excel at their observational learning problem solving in both cases you know more managed to learn how to operate a machinery of their make like mechanized environment at very specific level because there was a part where the archeron which is the queen of the xenomorphs was able to cut the power to a section of the comp of, of the complex to allow themselves access to the human prey damn while the queen was able to learn how to operate an elevator simply by observing it once Really? Yep. That's smart. They all work in a hive system on top of that, so it's... I wouldn't say it's more like a hive mind, 
But they somehow find ways to communicate with each other, even though they're just simply aliens. And they have no attachments to any type of fucking machinery. Gotcha. Like ants. Yeah, pretty much like ants. Now, another thing to also keep in mind is, other than their intelligence and behaviors and whatnot, it's just how they are in general. It's so weird. How, how do they know exactly where you are without actually even seeing? Because we know they don't have eyes. Wow. You know, but the fact is, the xenomorphs actually possess several senses. First and foremost, the creatures have sensory structures along the sides of their extended skulls that are capable of perceiving atmospheric vibrations or sound. Given the lengthy, but like the lengthy structure of their head, which gives the creature a wide field of hearing. Oh. Yep. This is thought to be the xenomorphs' primary means of rational, like rationalizing its environment. Creatures are also capable of detecting heat via highly sensitive thermal active organs located behind the skull's frontal plate, which is itself constructed of the unusual, you know, like carbol lactides or whatever, in order to demonstrate exceptional conductive properties. And finally, the creature possesses possesses a largely, um, what's it called again? Vestigial protosensitive organs flanking the frontal plate. These visual receptors are thought to aid the creature in seeing each other. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Like, they are able to actually somewhat see what the other ones are doing, in a sense. So, if one is in trouble, someone else notices, they're going to, you know, run immediately. That's what I mean. Now, I would probably have to say one of the coolest things that I have ever thought out for, for the name... Is that like what? Why do they call it the Xenomorphs? We know they're aliens, and they were called aliens at some point, right? But why were they called Xenomorphs? And it's actually a mix between words. You wouldn't even know it unless you actually seen it or just looked it from different languages, especially from Greek, because the trans the Xeno part translates to either other or strange and morph, which just shape. So when you say that all together, you're basically saying other shape or strange shape. Because the creature has no specific names. It was called an alien to begin with. You see what I mean? Yeah. And like the concept of creation itself, it's just weird because we see the weird shape that it has. That it just doesn't look like anything humane. doesn't look like anything we know, of course. Of course. And it just also has to have been referred as a creature. Like, it takes the shape of some sort of a serpent with a tail. Or a beast, a dragon, a monster, and ask you just simply think. Yeah. So it's just a mix between different things altogether. That's like the best way for me to Damn. kind of explain it. Yeah. That's like the best way for me to explain it because there's honestly no other way for me to put it. Hey. The concept of creation was already, like, just really thought out. Because remember, this is like the nineteen the nineteen seventy nine film. Yeah. Yeah. So this is pretty damn old. Ah, uh, that's how old I am. <laughs> Talking shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking shit. God damn it. But it's like... It's just so weird to just think about the fact that the face hoggers can practically just... I wouldn't say mate. More like just impregnate anything. Because that's what they're doing. Right. They're called face Pretty hoggers. Much. Pretty fucking they're much. face fuckers. <laughs> More like fuckers, yeah, for real. I just said that. <laughs> face fuckers. That is so disgusting. That is fucking disgusting. That's like, this is why I, I had to bring this up. It, was, it, was, it definitely deserves some credit since it's like one of the most fucking 
Yeah, no, I see why you bring. Is the creepiest fucking character I can ever fucking bring to the table. Yeah, no, I don't blame you for bringing them to the table. That's that's uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's definitely some really well thought out shit considering this is like 1979, and which is a very good year, mind you. No, I'm not saying it's not good either. <laughs> but at that point, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think like anyone would have that type of creativity to create something like that. You think aliens, you're thinking like some fucking weird, slim, tall creature with a big-ass head and pitch-black eyes. Yeah. And you got E.T., which is the best alien so far. Definitely. He's the nicest one. Yes. Is it Wally an alien? No, no he's, he's a, a robot. robot. Oh, never mind. It's a trash bot, really. It is a trash bot. So he's trash. Damn. <laughs> the weird thing is, E.T., it doesn't look like how his uh, species look. Yep. He was different. He was deformed. Mm-hmm. It was already confirmed. Really? He was deformed. Aww. No wonder we love him so much. Okay. So if he wasn't deformed, you would still not love him? I would have still loved him. He was sweet. Okay. So, um... Also, actually, one more thing before I just end that, because I'm just talking way too much at this point, but I just got to bring up, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I think think so. I have to bring up to the point where they actually made a game called Alien Isolation based on the movie as well. Really? A lot of other games, too. It's been in pop culture a lot. Yeah. The thing is, this game is actually creepy, because it's not like one of those was like action, like, no, it's one of those, like, you have to hide to survive. It hunts oh, you down. Oh, damn. Down. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's creepy. So don't play it if you have anxiety. Yeah, it's creepy enough <laughs> to the point where, you know how... Also, there's... don't play with the mic. <coughs> yeah, don't play with the mic. It the, detects sound. The, the game actually detects sound, so if you go, achoo, it fucking hears you, and it'll hunt you down. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, definitely <laughs> don't play if you have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Just think, think about that. You're playing the game, like, where are you? Well, okay, I'm just gonna hide. And imagine, like, you have such a sensitive mic, because... You just... You just... Just breathe in. Because yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you I have sniffle a, or something. And I have right around the corner. It's not even that because the, the game. Listen, I'll tell you one of the creepiest shit. So you know on the scene that the guy was just looking around, making sure he's not there, and he feels some drool drip on himself. Mm-hmm. In the game, there's actual vents that can lead to the head or all around the structure. Because remember, this is literally in space at that point. Hell so, for the no. Yeah, there are vents on top. There are vents on the side, and it could crawl out or crawl in anywhere. Hell to the no. That technically means that if you see drip coming in from the ceiling, you better start fucking running and hiding. If I see drip coming from the ceiling, you're going to see drip coming from my pants. Hell <laughs> like, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck that. No way. So, Twisted Vic, who you got for us next? Okay. All right. So, I got a not much known um, character. I like that. Called the Bye Bye Man. I've heard of him. Yeah, that's because I've watched the movie in front of you. I haven't really seen the movie, though. Because you're too busy on your phone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is really important that day. <laughs> Facebook is important. You could sponsor us, Zuckerberg. Um, Just stop taking our uh, data, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I, next time I think about getting a toaster, I don't want to see an ad. Yeah, of a toaster. Of a yeah. toaster, yeah. <laughs> so, with the Bye Bye Man, um, I'm not really able to say much because it was a one done movie and they didn't really put in a lot of lore. Okay. Um, but they did um, show that with how he is, he's basically their version of the Boogeyman. 
Oh, okay. And STX Entertainment was the production company that did it. Um, and yeah, it was their version of the Boogeyman. It's even in different like wikis about him where it shows that he's basically the Boogeyman. And with the story, it's, the story is actually kind of fucked up. Because they do go into um, past events of his kind of reign. So, because sometime in 1969, a teenage boy massacred his whole family. When he was apprehended by the police, he claimed that the bye-bye man made him do it. A reporter from uh, a local newspaper by the name of uh, Larry Redman falls victim to the bye-bye man's influence upon hearing his name, which causes him to kill his friends and family out of fear that the name would spread. Before committing suicide, he sees the bye-bye man standing among the carnage. Only his widowed wife was spared due to the fact that he never uttered a name to her, nor had it written down for her. Because the way the bye-bye man works is if you think it, think his name or say his name, he's attached to and he'll do anything to have you kill Damn. Fa- family, friends, and yourself. That is scary. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, what I'm going to do is different than last episode or this episode with this guy. Since okay. there isn't much to talk about him, I'm going to do something funny. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a, I'm on a wiki page. Okay. <laughs> For some reason, they have a list of hobbies that he does. Hobbies? Yeah. Okay, we don't know his <laughs> lore. We don't know his origins. But we know his lobbies. But we know his hobbies. <laughs> yeah. How does that make sense? Well, what the fuck? So his hobbies are tormenting its victims before killing them, okay. spreading chaos, Spreading the very thought and mere mentioning of his haunting name onto more living victims like a plague. Interesting. Um, that's about it. Then there are his power and skills, and then his occupation. What the fuck? Yeah, which, his occupation, all it says is demonic boogeyman-like figure, collector of souls, mass murderer. Okay, then. But... If, when you look at his power and skills, it's pretty fucking scary. Because uh-huh. it's... Um, he's able to induce nightmarish visions in uh, his victims. Meaning that he could basically like warp the way you see things. Even though it's not actually being warped, it's just in your mind. Damn. So like hallucinations in his Yeah, hallucinations. He can make you sick. Um, like sickness inducement, chaos inducement. He could form illusions, trickery... Um, he it's has, insane in general. yeah, he's, ha- he has a wide, uh, murder, uh, skill. He could teleport. He has, um, super speed. He can induce madness. Damn. He has dark magic. Wow. Telekinesis, fear manipulation, feeding off negative emotions, telepathy, but on a low level. Dude, but he's like overpowered at this fucking point. Right? Fucking ass character, dude. <laughs> Fuck. He has a uh, name invocation. And he has other dark and demonic powers that aren't even known. Wow. What Don't fuck, fuck with the bye-bye man. Hey, you said Don't it. Don't even say it out loud, dude. You're going to kill us all. Oh, n- now we're thinking about the bye-bye man. Oh, he God. already said it when he said, I'm going to talk about this character. So he'd be the first you say one. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> you doomed us all. <laughs> fuck us all over. Thank you for that one. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> it should be fine. So, for my next one. 
I'm gonna take it back to the 80s. Oh my god, what's going on? And all my 80s babies are gonna know this one. Pin, <coughs> excuse me, Pinhead from the Hellraiser oh movies. Actually, that's fun fact. That's not his name. I know that. Oh okay. But that's what he was known as. He's like doing fun facts. So, <laughs> Captain Elliot Spencer was his real name. That's not a stupid name. He was better known as Pinhead. Yeah. Sounds like a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Look at him. He's trying. <laughs> <laughs> Loser. You got a problem? Excuse me, what? Turn that gay music down. You punched me because I'm gay? No, no I didn't punch you because you're gay. I punched you, and then you turned out to be gay. I was oh, gay from the beginning. <laughs> Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. So, but okay, going back to Pinhead, who's trying so hard. Okay, he was the main antagonist of the Hellraiser film series. He appears as the overarching antagonist of the 1987 film Hellraiser, in Hellbound Hellraiser 2, and every other film in the series. He was the leader of the Order of the Gash which was a sadomasochist religion whose adherents are the demonic torturers known as the Cenobites, who can be summoned along with Pinhead himself via the demonic mechanical puzzle box known as the Lament Configuration. Aside from the iron pins jabbed in his skull, Pinhead is renowned in the slasher movie genre for being one of the very few villains who is highly intelligent and eloquent. He usually kills his victims by means of tearing them apart with hook chains, but has also commanded an arsenal of demonic powers and is a master of torture and pain who often prefers to drag his victims into an eternity of suffering rather than outright death. Um, Now, what I liked about him was the fact that he didn't have to run after you and be all mean and yell at you and do anything like that. Mm. Like they said, he he would be very eloquent when he spoke to you. And just, uh, like, I know one of his lines that he was known for saying was, um, the box, you opened it, we came. And then he, he, his, like, I think, oh, yes, there was one where he says, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's big into pain and torture and, you know... Sadistic motherfucker? A very sadistic motherfucker. Yeah, he, gets, he gets a hard on on fucking pain. And then you'd shit. see him, he's like, he's got these pins through his head. Um, he's wearing this, like, black leather long thing. It's like, yeah. he just, you know, he's very intimidating in that sense. But then his voice is so different. Uh, there was one time he said, we'll tear your soul apart. And it's like... You know, it's just, that's just the thing. Is like, Oh, no, didn't happen. The way that it sounded kind of just almost gave me the idea that he just get, genuinely gets a hard on for just torturing people. 
to be honest. You're the only one that thinks of this guy. No, because it's like... She probably does. He probably does, though. sounds like a porn star. Sounds like a porno. He's getting off on, on, on torturing people. Probably is. You never know. I mean, you never know. There's some sick, sick fuckers out there. No shit. I mean, look at, I mean again, look at Donnie. He just like weird shit, so... But that's what I'm saying. He was different because he wasn't like this huge guy like Jason or anything. Yeah. He's lean. He's thin. His musculature is like an average soldier kind of thing, yeah. you know? He's not massive, um, but he is particularly tall, so he easily towers over his fellow adherents mm. and most of the victims as well. Um, I mean, he... He can almost be a basketball player. He basically can. Um, and just the thought of being hooked up to his hooks... And like just being ripped apart, oh, it's yeah no. He was he was a bad mofo, just to say the least, you know. Damn. Um, so you guys have never seen the Hellraiser movies? No. I do, but it, I did. It's just like very faded in a sense, you know. So it was I mean? a long time ago. It was a long time ago. I actually watched it with my mom. Like, of course, she showed you eighties, baby. Yeah, 80s. I, I watched a lot of classic movies with man. She actually got me into a lot of classic. Good movies. mama, like, good choice. Movies, a good, like a lot of eighties, eighties movies, man. That's actually why I started liking Freddy Krueger to begin with. Oh, your mama loves Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> yeah. I bet she does. Oh yeah. What's not to love? <laughs> my dad was mostly like actually ghost faces in my dad's life. Ah. A lot. Yeah. So, like, at that point... I actually even have the ghost face mask. Not the mask, the... Well, I do have the mask, but I'm talking about the hat. You see me wore it one time. Yeah. Yeah, it had, like, the whole fucking... The, the, it looked like a picture in the top. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's badass. I'm actually kind of heavily into ghost face as well. <laughs> it's, it's it's a really creepy ass character. It is. Well, let's not mention that now. That was, that was in the last fucking... That was in the, was last, the last episode. episode. That was why you mentioned him. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded me of it. Let's continue. Uh. Okay, so who do you have next for me? Oh, shit, I forgot. It's my turn now. So, normally I would go based on the originals, but this time I'm actually going to talk about the American Night version. And I'm pretty sure you already know what I'm going with. Samara Morgan. The oh, Ring. Yep. I thought he was going to go for uh, the Grudge. That little kid isn't really a villain when you come to think about it. The one that goes... I mean, he scares you, but in essence, he's trying to warn you. Yeah. So he's not, not the, a villain. Not the cat kid. You talking about the, the actual, actual grudge girl? Yeah. The one that goes. Salako uh, Yama. Yeah. Oh, Inamura. her. Yeah. So She's the grudge also is also the like the actual grudge is also very much connected to the to the ring. Because they're both by the same director, right? Mm-hmm. At least the Asian versions. Yeah, it's just the character itself. Yeah. Because the uh, the character and the, actually the original ring. Was not even the grudge and none of that shit. It was actually called Ringu. Ringu. Or how they used to say in Japan, Ringu. Which, obviously, the character's name is different. It's not Samara Morgan. It's actually Sadako Yamamura. Of course, because she's Asian. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese urban legend and all, so, yeah. It doesn't have anything different except just more Japanese culture and whatnot. There's some parts that are not relatively relevant to the one we're talking about but nonetheless it makes a really creepy ass movie yes it does so yeah i'll be i will be talking about <laughs> we're fucking more here. this is gonna be interesting one hell of a fucking, yeah one hell of a fucking interesting shit and then you know one of the obvious things that 
that the way she died is kind of just basically a Jason right there. It's it's so sad because she was killed by her mother. Yeah. 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 That's that. Which basically, yeah. if you think about it, like the first, like the first movie, like she was trying to uh, take the boy's life so she could basically like um, replace him and get a mother. Yeah. Mm. But didn't work out that way, did it? No. Yep. No, it did not. Her usual appearance, like of this, uh, of this like girl with long dark hair covering her face, wearing the white dress. Personality is shown to be generally innocent, reclusive, and needy. Smar possesses the power of Nensha, or thoughtography, or not. I think that's how you say it. Thoughtography. Yeah, whatever. Capable of bringing images into surfaces and into people's minds. So basically, in other words, she's able to just keep you traumatized. Oh. <laughs> Using these powers, Samara makes a cursed videotape, projecting her mental images into a dark, blank tape, and styling it with the power to kill the viewer within, uh, within seven days. Yep. Yep. She also has other abilities, such as body possession, water manipulation, and can climb out of electrical screens, like television sets. Yep. In other show films, like Rings, a, a character tries to prevent Samara's escape from a television set by breaking the screen, but she then tries to emerge to the screen of a video camera as the character records her appearance. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at that point, there's no fucking avoiding it. In seven days, you just better start running. I better hope you don't come across fucking electronics. Well, I mean, she'll find you one way or another, I'm yeah. guessing. Probably. Even if it's on your phone. <laughs> she'll crawl out of your little phone screen. Throw the goddamn phone. She broke my damn phone. <laughs> Stomp on the phone. You made me break my phone, you bitch. You son of a bitch. I paid for this You're going to pay for that. You whore! <laughs> you pay with a goddamn ghost money, damn it! I'm calling Apple right now! <laughs> I'm calling the Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters! Something strange in the neighborhood. Who are you gonna call? Auto Nation! Oh fucking god! You ruined it! No, or you could do it the way that the misheard lyrics has it. Something strange. In the neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Those, Those bastards! <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So, back to Samara Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> what else can you tell oh us? Oh my god. To give like a little biography of her. is like, she was like, like I said, she was born in a woman named Evelyn. Who suspected her daughter of being born with a demon inside her. And so tried to drown her child. To exercise the demon, obviously that did not work. <clears throat> but she was prevented by the nuns. Evelyn was sent to an insane asylum, while Samara was put for adoption and then adopted by Anna and Richard Morgan, who owned a horse ranch on Moscow. I hope I'm saying it right. Mos Moscow or whatever. Moscow Island in Washington. Anna had several miscarriages in the late 1960s and was thrilled to have a child. But as Samara grew older... Her powers burnt horrible images into her adopted mother's mind, nearly driving her mad. Richard, Not my mom! <laughs> fuck's sake. Richard banished Samara to live in the ranch's barn, but she used her powers to drive Anna's beloved horse to suicide. 
At some point, Samara was taken to a psychiatric hospital, but they were unable to explain how she created the images. Eventually, the family went to Shelter Mountain for a vacation, but Anna attacked Samara as she stood before the old well, suffocating her with a garbage bag and then dropping down the well, imprisoning her. Damn. That sounds like one fucked up way to kill someone. Right? Yep. And I then committed suicide by jumping off a cliff seven days later. Ooh. Seven days. Seven days. Seven days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I pick up yours. I don't know. Jesus I don't think so. Samara drowned in the well. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> a set of rental cabins were built near the well. On the top of it, this allowed Samara to project her visions into a VCR tape and creating the seven day curse. Yep. Ain't that some shit? I don't know. It, it. I remember when I watched the movie and I saw the tape. It starts to d- definitely as you as you watch the movie further, the images on the tape make sense completely. Yeah. But when you're first watching it, you're it's like, like well, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> then again, also it would be like I'm. I'm not saying that I have seen any of this, but I heard some sort of fucking theory, like stories and on YouTube and shit about like people viewing videos from the dark web. It's just these random images. It makes no fucking sense at all. I don't see but what sometimes people would even want to watch think, yeah, That's what I'm saying. Maybe curiosity or just, you know, but curiosity kills a cat at some point, so probably don't fuck with that shit. But in other words, it's like, maybe it's not meant to make sense, but in other words, it's like some sort of indiscreet spell. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not supposed to make sense because it's supposed to be well hidden. So you're watching this like, what the fuck is this? This is like some fucked up tape. It's just, it's just boring as hell. Fine, whatever. But it has a meaning. Yep, and then the next seven days you die. That's horrible. That is horrible. Yep. And uh, what did you like about the villain of Samara? It's more, it's just she's not really, I don't, you know, uh, my bad. I'm too high right now, dude. (laughs) It's not really the fact that she is a villain, it's the actions that she does that makes her known to be a villain. Yeah, she's not a villain. She's just broken. Yeah, because if you were and, to... And, and she has a power that she cannot contain. control or contain or... Exactly. But yeah. look, just think about it like this, because if you were to look up her <clears throat> occupations, there's two things that says. First out, zombie. Do not understand why. Because when but, she comes out of the TV, she's yeah, kind of like she's a zombie. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. She's dead, but she's Brains. just... Walking. She's like some fucking blunders of zombies, fucking zombies. What the fuck? Yeah. Brains. You never heard of it? Like the way uh, they say yeah, yes, but that's what most zombies say. Brains. Yeah, if like, they speak. Well, nowadays, I, now fucking mo- days movie, I never hear hear them say brains like that. in the originals. Yeah, no, the originals. Yeah, but the only thing that just came up my mind is that old fucking childhood ass game that I used to play with. Oh jeez. But, but it's thing, a zombie and what else? The vengeful ghost. Okay, that one. Yeah. That that's one, yeah. why. That's why basically she's not really. I. Her actions speak as a like villainy when you don't understand she the actual kills backstory. People. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't understand the backstory, you just see the tape, seven days to live, and that's it, you die. Yeah, that's like you just think of it like that, that's just straight up. Villainy. And it's people that aren't even related to her, that exactly. don't have any any anything to do with her upbringing or her death or anything. It's like yeah. so that's where she becomes the villain because it's not that she's oh let me let me go after the people that you know, of the psychiatric hospital or whatever. Yeah. She's not doing that. She's going after random people. And it's like, why, little girl? If you're vengeful, go after 
those that be- that did you wrong. Yeah, yeah. The thing, the funny thing is that she is still quite much pretty, like pretty much dead. Oh and, yeah. And at that point, pretty much. No, she yeah, is, she's, she's dead. dead. <laughs> she's dead. And at that point, it's not. This is like really some conspiracies that has been going around is that she's actually not the one causing it. It's her ability is still active. So really technically would. speaking, what you see, the Samara coming on TV, <laughs> quote unquote, is not actually her. <clears throat> it's just powers. her abilities. Because remember, it's mostly possible. the tape. The tape is what's really making shit alive. She's practically already dead. She's moved on. No, she's not practically dead. She's dead. No, she's dead. Let's she clarify that. It's not prac- there's no practicality. It's just... She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> just she is dead as my she's grandma. <laughs> that's some fucked up shit. Yeah, no. That, that's, some people say that it's just her ability to take it into action whenever you see her do that shit. Okay. It's not actually her. Yeah, I could see that. That's why when she's sense. called the vengeful spirit, she was meant to do that first for her mom, how she made her kill herself. Yeah. But days. then it just said, I'm having fun. Let me keep doing this. Or it's just her power. She's just having to go to the tape and then she's. That's what I'm saying. Her power was like, I'm having oh, fun. Yeah, he's like, yeah, let's keep doing this shit. But you've been doing this a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> This well, some gourmet shit. <laughs> the thing is that technically speaking, there is actually a cursed tape. There is. Yeah, it's just a lot of different. I just it's don't want to see it. Seven days, seven hours. Holy shit! Okay, no. At least the other one let me go on a vacation, enjoy <laughs> my last few days. Dude. This one's like fuck no. Seven just hours. say your goodbyes. <laughs> nah, nah. Just yep. remind me not to watch that tape. That's already in the it's held somewhere. There's no way to let that. Oh, go. good! Don't let it go. Keep Nobody it. Keep it in, in the Warrens Museum with Annabelle. It's not even there, actually. It's in Japan. I'm saying keep it there. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, uh, Twisted Vic, what you got for me next? All right. So, I got a classic. For Ooh, her. nice! I like. That. And when I mean classic, I mean basically the founding fathers. Ooh, I like it. What you got? So who I got is Dracula. Oh my goodness. I want to suck your blood. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) So, now we all know Dracula. Um, There's a lot of different adaptations. Of course. Even just to get the original film um, on Wiki is basically like you have to be a hacker. Mm. Yeah. But I'll go over the main highlights of Dracula. Mm-hmm. Starting off that, Dracula didn't start off as a movie. It started off as a novel by okay. Bram St- uh, Stoker? Stoker? Bram Stoker. Stoker. Okay, not Stoker. Which he also has <laughs> Stoker. <laughs> and there's, you tell me about the fucking beast. There's also oh, a movie adaptation of Bram Stoker's Stroker. Dracula. I know. Uh, 1992, right? I believe so. Yeah. With Gary Oldman playing Dracula. Did a wonderful job. Brain stroke. <laughs> so, but fun fact, he is the third ever horror character um, in cinema history. Of course. Being uh, behind with the werewolf being number one and Frankenstein's monster being number two. Uh-huh. Which, yes, Frankenstein's monster, not Frankenstein. Frankenstein was the fucking scientist. Yeah, everybody makes that mistake. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. The monster's name is not Frankenstein, people. Frankenstein was the man who created it. I wonder, does he actually have a name? Maybe it's Ed. Why Ed? Out of all names. I I know that there was this one book, which is very ironic, because that's 
Like, uh, it's uh, it's someone that I know his name, but it's uh, they used to call it Victor Frankenstein. Well, Victor Frankenstein was the name of the scientist. Yeah. Mm. But the, 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 the reason I'm saying that is because there swear. has been many names before Victor Frankenstein. So, like, different adaptations, I guess you could say. I guess. Because there was one for like, the Germans, Like, like he said, for... there's so many adaptations. There's so many adaptations, but the original, I think it was Victor Frankenstein, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, Dracula has had so much influence in pop culture yep. that not only is he in novels and movies, but he's also in TV shows, music, radio, and even comics. Damn. Oh, for fuck's sake, Hotel Transylvania with the fucking vampire, the Dracula. Yeah. You know? <laughs> then you think of Underworld. You think of also the fucking, uh, the main ass, the, the badass vampire. The, the, basically the king of everything. Right? If you think about it, Dracula was basically the first vampire. Mm-hmm. So he is the reason why we have vampire. the Edwards and Bellas and Twilight people. So technically speaking, in the Twilight the, scenes, uh, Vampire Diaries. I mean, anything vampire related. And even zombie related, because he, because Dracula's, uh, his, the character of Dracula inspired the idea of zombies too. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, we will also so he is basically zombies. like the grandfather of horror movies, if you <laughs> care to say it that way. Great grandfather. Great grandfather. Great great grandfather. Great 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 grandfather. Great 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 Yeah, because he started very like, uh, did you in your thing? Eighteen seventy nine. Ah ha ha ha. That's see, wow. yeah, no, that that definitely beats the Freddies and the Jasons and the Ghost Faces. That's right. <laughs> Shit, man, that's just the character itself. Not even the fucking movie. The movie no. was in like the forties or thirties with Bella Lugosi. Yeah, awesome, awesome guy. I think they they really p- picked the perfect actor to do that role because Bella Lugosi nailed it. But like I was saying, not only has he been in those kind of ways of pop culture, but even just little subtle mentions of him in even all of those of like shows, movies, where it's not even just his own, it's just a mention of him. Yeah. He's been engraved in um, pop culture so much where, like I said, he's inspired things and just basically everywhere. Yeah. Oh, he's the, the basically the person you think of of, of even Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Because that is one of the first things that you think of on Halloween, a vampire. So yeah, you're absolutely right on that. I mean, that's what I was for my middle school Halloween. There you go. And and you think about the films that are uh, supposed to be Dracula himself. Um, he, I I tried counting it. I did, but I just went with an estimate. He has been in over forty films, wow. and that's not even counting the original nine he was in. Jesus. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's 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 been engraved in pop culture. He really that has. much ever since eighteen seventy nine, and that and hell, we're not even going with werewolf and, and fucking Frankenstein's monster that's been around even longer than him. Yeah, that is. It's it's amazing to think that one horror movie character could be so emulated and iconic. Iconic. But that's Dracula for you. I mean, every genre has had, I mean, not every genre, every generation has had their own movie version of Dracula. Mm. And that's, that's saying a lot because not other characters have been able to be that widespread. I mean, even in other languages, 
he's still known as Dracula. You ask Latinos and, and, and everything, and they'll tell you, oh, Dracula. Yeah. I mean, he's known. He's known. So it's, it's, <clears throat> it's impressive to be able to be that iconic. Yeah. True. Now, what I can't say is that a lot of people don't actually know this, but Dracula was uh, inspired by a real person. Oh. Yeah. Was he a count? Yes, actually. That's why he's Count Dracula. Mm -hmm. And the guy was actually, um, if I remember his name correctly, why did I say correctly? correctly? So <laughs> <laughs> no oh, more smoking God. for you. <laughs> no, he, he took his freaking weed for me. I'm going to use that from now on. I'm going to be like, you are now saying it correctly. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. I'm not You're not saying it correctly. <laughs> correctly. He's like an eccentric voice while saying that. You are not saying it's correctly. <laughs> but the person um, was actually, his name was Dracula, I believe. Okay. But it was Vlad the Impaler, which is what he was known as. Oh. Was, I've heard of him. Yeah, during that period of time, I forgot when it was. It was at least it was a long time ago. Cause, oh, yeah. Vlad the Impaler was woohoo. Yeah. Ottoman yeah. Empire was like, at its heyday during that time. But he committed um, n numerous atrocities for which he was best known, which was um, his penchant for impaling his enemies on stakes in the ground and leaving them to die. Mm. And everyone uh, in the village, even though he was like basically like a real-life villain, <coughs> everyone in his country, his empire, saw him as a hero, saw him as their king. Wow. They worshipped the man. Wow. And... Yeah, his name was Vlad uh, Dracula the Third. Ain't that some shit? But like I said, most uh, famously as Vlad Impaler, and the number of deaths he caused in his, or not caused did in <clears throat> his lifetime was eighty thousand. Wow! Talk about a serial killer. <laughs> and a large percentage of them was by impalement. So he was basically a condoned serial killer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So, and everyone said that he had a taste for blood. And he was the inspiration for Dracula, Dracula. who has a taste for blood. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But that's basically all I got, because again, it's hard to find the original film when you have to go through so many different adaptations. Mm. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, definitely uh, that's that is uh, the grandfather of horror for us. Oh, definitely. So, alrighty. So my next one is going to be another one from the 80s. Uh, I'm going to be doing Jerry Dandridge from Fright Night, which was a 1985 film. Uh, Jerry Dandridge was the neighbor supposed to be a good-looking man, very charismatic, that moves in next door to uh, Charlie, Charlie Brewster. And Charlie starts to... Charlie's like this kid that's like really into horror movies. Yeah. And really into trying to get into his girlfriend's pants. It's the truth in the movie. Yeah. You see it. But um, he's very into horror movies. So when his neighbor next door moves in and he starts to see weird things going on next door and he starts to tell his girlfriend and his best friend 
and his mom that he thinks that their neighbor is a vampire, they don't believe him. Hmm. But little by little, they do believe him because after a while, Jerry Dandridge does come for Charlie and for his girlfriend. Um, and basically, he has to go and hire uh, this guy named Peter Vincent, that's a TV host, um, that he hosts a show that he's like, he's the great vampire killer. So he says, who else to help me get rid of this vampire next door than this guy? Right. And he goes to hire him and, you know, it's all the things I'm not going to say what goes on past that point for anybody that hasn't seen it and says, hey, I want to see it. Because actually for an 80s horror movie, it's pretty good. It may, it may not have the best effects because we're used to today's amazing effects, but... Mm. It's actually a pretty good movie. I recommend it. Now, <clears throat> what I liked about it was you think of vampires and you, are, like we were just saying, you think of Dracula. You think of some guy with an accent and yeah. a cape and, you know, very distinguished and this and that. Number one. Ah, 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 ah. ah. Number two. Ah, 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 ah. Type two diabetes. Ah, ah, ah. It's not very really funny. That's not funny. But, um, so, but with Jerry Dandridge, he looks like a regular guy. Well, likes his little sweaters, you know. He's a um, man. He's a man, you know. But he's a very sinister man. He's a fucked up man. You know, he's... He's responsible for a lot of local girls going missing because they he seduces them at nightclubs and shit and brings yeah, them to his house. What does he wear again? He likes to wear little sweaters and like little button ups and shit. I mean, I don't know. It's the eighties. Mm. Don't judge his clothing, but so he you, seduces. You, you, he was seducing women <laughs> like Mister Rogers. No, not like that either. His sweaters. He would wear his sweaters and he would wear his button-up shirts. Not together. I'm just talking about that's what he, his wardrobe consisted of. But he was... Mr. Rogers. No, he was a good-looking man. I mean, anybody that would have seen him would have thought that he was maybe in his... Mr. Rogers. Late 20s, early 30s. Like Mr. Rogers. No, Mr. Rogers was real. I know, I know. <laughs> so, but <clears throat> he would seduce these girls, take them back to his house, where Charlie, being a little nosy, but being a concerned neighbor, would notice that he would bring these girls in and later on in the night he would hear a piercing scream and then in the morning either Jerry or his roommate, I <clears throat> forgot what his roommate's name is, he's not important, um, would be carrying out bitch lar uh, Bitch? Big, bitch. <laughs> Come on, bitch hey? size bags. <clears throat> big large garbage bags. That's a huge bitch. That's a huge bitch. And putting them into the car to take away. So, you know, he got concerned. Um, but I'm sorry saying that now. Bitch-sized bag. Bitch-sized bag. Oh, bitch-sized bag, bro. Hey, bro, it's a know? bag big enough to hold a bitch. Bro, hey, can I get bitch-sized fries? <laughs> bro, did you know I ate a bitch-ass, like, size goddamn sandwich, bro? That actually happened, though. Tell somebody, you're being a bitch-sized pain in my ass. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but yeah, so the fighting scene at the end, I'm just going to say that much. Uh, 
it was, like I said, cheesy 80s, but at the time it was very entertaining. Not gonna lie, I forgot what we were talking about because I'm still stuck in the bitch size bag. Oh my god. Oh my god. Regardless of the bitch size bag. So, again, that was what I liked about him, how he was able to just charm his victims and then take them home and kill them. While looking like Mr. Rogers. He wasn't looking like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> You're right, he is Mr. Rogers. No. <laughs> but that's... Uh... Mr. Rogers. No, that's Jerry Dandridge. <laughs> I just like because... He looks like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Are you going to keep up with this shit? Yes, precisely. <laughs> if you remember correctly... You have your own shit. <laughs> yeah, and you have two shits. So. You have two shits. <laughs> oh, you guys are just too much. It's probably like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> so, oh, who are you God. doing next? Well, as Jeremy mentioned, Alien. And well, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? I'm gonna also mention one of his common enemies. Oh. Predator. Which yes. that's just the name that like we given him. What's his like actual like species name? That's a You wanna get so like technical and shit. He is the habeas corpus. <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of name is that? Habeas corpus corpus. <laughs> Sounds like an eighteen hundred machine name. <laughs> Habeas Corpus 9000. <laughs> well, he is a species, isn't he? That's well, why I'm saying yeah, that. Well, no, his species name is... Because remember, Predator, although yes, they have mass technologics, they were a tribe type of thing. Okay. They were a tribal type thing. And what their species were actually called is Yautja. Yeah, the Yautja. Yep. Yautja. Yautja. Oh, Yautja. Got to the T in there. Yautja. Yautja. Are, were they Japanese? No. no it, actually, the T is kind of silent-ish. Is How the fuck are you going to ask the Japanese that they ain't even f- fucking earthlings? <laughs> I'm kidding! With the name like Yagja, it sounds like Japanese. You're the one pronouncing the A so fucking much. Yagja. It's just Yagja. <laughs> yeah, it still sounds Asian. Yagja. <laughs> Am I wrong, listeners? Doesn't it sound Asian? Yagja. I mean... <laughs> You guys are saying it so like hard at that point. Yauja. No. It's Yauja. 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 Yeah. It still sounds Asian. I mean, to be honest. You're just racist. Yeah. (laughs) How am I racist? To make it sound Asian. I didn't make it sound. It sounds Asian. It was Asian before I got to it. What does something sound Asian then? When you say Yauja or whatever. Maybe it was just how you're not you're not was. saying it was called Ed. That was English language. There, there could be a Indian. Japanese man named Ed. Yeah, I didn't say actually, they can. See? I didn't say they can, but it didn't. His name wasn't Ed. It's Yauja or whatever. Yeah, but that there's that's their species. That's not his name. It's the species. Exactly. Okay, well we're Last time Americans. I tra- and they're not Japanese. And they're Yauja. It sounds Japanese kinda, or kinda, Asian or something. Yeah. But okay, continue way, with Yauja. Either way, no, 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 no. No, the, the way, like, Yauja isn't, like, how we're Americans. Because there's different kinds of Yaujas. Which yep. will be technically, like, how it would be, like... So, it's like we're humans. Yes, we're humans mm-hmm. or Yaujas. And they're Yaujas. And then there's Americans, it's and then species. there's, um, the, like, let's say Grandmaster. I forgot what the fuck 
uh, mm-hmm. like their uh, rankings are because they they go based off ranks. Oh, they're like a military. No, they're more. It's like elders. Mm. Like, like like how Native Americans are. Oh, okay. Hunters. You said elders, and I was thinking church, but <laughs> <laughs> the church elders, you know. Which fun fact? That name Paler was a uh, Catholic. Says a lot about Catholics. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The thing is that it's so weird because you kids would say a lot, but they got a mouth for it now. Oh, <laughs> burn! Damn. <laughs> you don't. Sake. You don't see that shit in Wiccans, anyways. <laughs> you know something interesting that also keep in mind is that there. Well, all these are different types of Yojas, and this is specifically the one we see in the movie is the War Yoja. War. Yep. Oh, okay. Now they possess a form of language that you will actually not will not believe me even if I told you. What? But you know how we have ASL, right? Yeah. They have their own call silent hand. Oh. That's how they communicate. So they don't talk. They just. They can make sounds, or they can make it very obvious if they're in distress. But how they speak to each other, they don't. It's just actually sign language in a sense. Oh, that's cool. They have very so specific it's Yaoja sign language. Yep. No, although they do can... YSL. Yeah. <laughs> YSL. <laughs> although they can use their own form of language, it's not actually known to us. Of so course not. The most known that there is is, yes, the silent hand, which really is just sign. Ah. Yep. Can you imagine if I go up to them with ASL and start trying to communicate with them and they're like, this dumb bitch. Yep. <laughs> she from the ghetto. She, she's on ghetto science. <laughs> The thing is that although we do see, as I think we, if I remember correctly, they repeat back something in English. Oh. And it just makes everyone wonder, can they actually learn to speak English? No, they can't. But they can mimic about any other sound that they can hear. Uh-huh. They're very smart. I thought people. it was because of the technology they had. Because yeah. uh, Prey couldn't do it. No, not actually. It was, they just mimic everything they hear because it just sounds convenient at the, in the specific situation. Like, if someone is trying to look for some, like for other people, they can say, hey, is someone there? Maybe he can reply, hello there. Yeah, because it's recordings. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. doesn't really know what it means, but it just seems convenient that situations this has worked before, in a sense. To the point where he's like, okay, let me use this sound file, basically. Hmm. Okay. That's kind of like... So he, they have their own works. sound clouds. Basically, they just record and mimic sounds. I was, was going to say uh, Apple Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Apple Cloud. It's in the cloud. Yeah. What cloud? <laughs> I, I, I forgot what movie you're trying to go with that. Fucking hell. Ah, no. What? I'm not what? going for a movie. What? What? I was just saying, it's in the cloud. That was from um Creed. When he was, oh. when he was telling so much song. That's right. I forgot about that, but no. I goes, was just... it's in the cloud. It fucking goes, what cloud? <laughs> and he actually looks up. Fuck's sake. That's right, I forgot you know, about that. That sounds like some shit I would do if I was high enough to someone, actually. And even if I'm not high, if I'm like... You're high enough to try to fake throw your sandwich and then actually throw your sandwich. That happens. <laughs> yeah, listeners, that, that happened. happens. Okay, that's much... You went to fake it. throw it, but ended up actually throwing it. And all you hear is a fucking... My sandwich. Just a fucking... <laughs> this is... A, I, I'm gonna actually, like, do the fucking... It's just sound like this. My Start to the fucking... <laughs> Because I was whispering at that point, remember? That yeah, was the it was time like late at night. It was late at night. And all I hear is... No, no, it wasn't even like that. It was just... Oh, my God. I was just trying not to fucking scream, dude. I, I almost cried. I bet. 
Oh my god. It was a bologna sandwich. <laughs> it was a bologna fucking sandwich. That's all I remember that it was in because I know yeah. there was more, but. Yeah, it was like mayonnaise, cheese, and bologna. All I so remember was bologna. So fucking simple. Damn. Yeah. Did what a waste of a sandwich. I'm, I'm able to remember that there was bologna in there, but I can't remember what I ate yesterday. <laughs> Short term memory loss. Yep. I'm used to that. With some long term unnecessary knowledge. <laughs> Tell me about it. That's my life. <laughs> what the fuck? I can't remember shit from yesterday, but I can remember something from years ago. I don't remember. I can remember what you were wearing 30 years ago. It's like, yeah. I can't remember what this character said in a movie that I saw once. <laughs> I can't remember what she did yesterday with the keys. Yeah, right? That That's, yeah. That's every day for me. Welcome. Fucking hell. Someone be like, yo, name me a song that has at least one word revolving lights. Wonderwall. How the fuck you got that out of nowhere? It mentioned lights in the goddamn lyrics, though. You know what I mean? Because it's one of those moments where you just don't think about it, but it's like, out of fucking nowhere, this one thought comes across your head. Okay, there it is. It's like, how are you able to think about that? Then that same person person soon go like, all right, try to solve this uh, multi-step equation. Yeah, I can't do that. You just learned this in school. Yeah, I can't do that. (laughs) No, I can't do that. How do you pass it? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just yes. My guess would be like, I didn't, but yeah, they passed me anyways. That's my thoughts. My answer is yes. How many times did you watch this? Yes. yes. <laughs> Every answer, yes. How many times did you fill this test? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Continue on. But at this time, I'm actually not really going to give you a biography. I'm just going to give you straight the plot of Alien without actually trying to spoil it. You mean Predator? I mean, no, yeah, my bad. Not even Predator. Predator. Same shit. They were really aliens. Get to the chopper. You know, it's funny you say that, because Arnold Schwarzenegger was actually starring in the, in the movie. I know, I saw the movie. That's why I said it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. But yeah, an alien spacecraft enters Earth's atmospheres in a, jet- a jettison pod, which descends into the Central American jungle. Later, Major Alan Dutch. I don't know why I hate that name, but I do. <laughs> I just fucking do. Well, it's just not badass enough for you? No. Alan Dutch. Major What's Alan wrong Dutch. with that? I'm sorry, Mr. Alan Dutch. Dutch. I thought it was like a good enough name I for thought him. so, too. It's, it suited him. To all the Alan Dutches of the world, we apologize. We don't share in explicit hatred to your name. Oh, no, I share. That's funny. <laughs> no, but... Shut, I, oh, my God. I hope Alan I'm Dutch? No, 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 not that. I hope I'm saying this right. Shuffler... Schaefer. 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 Okay. Schaefer. <laughs> <Tiamisoda. laughs> Schaefer arrives in the same area under the command of Major General Homer Phillips. It's cool. Homer. Homer. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Don't. With his elite team for an operation to rescue a presidential cabinet minister who had been abducted by the guerrilla forces, the team consists. Gorilla. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> gorilla. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Thank system that alien Blake Cooper, Ellie Sullivan, and George Poncho Ramirez. But let me just skip on to something extremely better. So, as we know. Extremely better. Yeah, because that, yeah, that area has Alan Dutch in it. Yeah, that's it. He just wanted to get away from Alan Dutch. Just pissed me off. The, the name wasn't bad, badass enough for him, apparently. Oh, fuck him. A better Homer, right? Yes. Freddie likes Homer, but not Alan Dutch. Because Homer and me can have something we can agree on. Donuts? No, just a... Well, yeah, but I love <laughs> food. Food. I love food too much. I think that would be most people, to be honest. And if you, if you, <laughs> if you smoke flour, yeah, you definitely gotta like food. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Flour is not a gateway drug to other drugs. It's a gateway drug to, to the, the fridge. fridge. That's yeah. it. The and the bed. The bed. Yeah. Mainly the fridge for me. Yeah. Mainly the fridge, but yeah. It doesn't help that more to get fat ass. <laughs> Shit. I'm probably gonna be attacking the fridge after this. Yeah. Me too. But to give you, you know what? You guys seen the movie, right? Years ago. Years ago. No, no, no. Actually. There's a reason why I'm asking this question. Can you actually, like, name me one of the deaths you can remember? Oh, the guy that got his arm blown off. Gotcha. See, I just can't help but just not forget about Jim Hopper. Like, the other American soldiers, they were killed and skinned alive. Really? Yeah. That's how the Yavja does it. Yeah. Because, listen, there are, yes, there are, the the Yavja is a tribe, but one of the most... Actually, no. Hmm? Oh, no. I'm thinking of the other thing. Yeah, he did. No, I was thinking of the spine removal. But I remember, they do skin alive all the um, people they killed. It's just the, the the removal of the skull with the spine is for yeah. the like top um, prey that they uh, went after. Mm-hmm. Which, in that movie, was going to be Alan Dutch. The guy that he don't like to have name. Just call him Arnold at this point. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Even but, though, even though with his last name, like this close again was canceled. Right. Just don't pronounce it any just other don't way. Pronounce it any other fucking Schwarzenegger. That's you're still getting us <laughs> <that's> close. <laughs> you're getting us close. You're getting us really close. His name. Arnold. Okay. Arnold. Arnold. Fuck's sake. Hey Arnold. <laughs> that's the show. Yeah, it is. That's why I said it. <laughs> For fuck's sake. But. You know, one, the, the thing that mo- differentiates more, I wouldn't say the fear factor, more like just the weird factor in the sense. Okay. Is that first off, yes, they're a tribe, the Yaoja, but you know why is it they, they hunt the praise for? Right. Sport. Yep. And literally the skulls are the trophies. For like the top prey, like I said. Mm-hmm. Damn. So like if there's like a group of people, whoever's like the best one out of all of them, they're going to take the skull from that one. Yep. Because that's like their top prey there, like their, their prize. No, the word was supposed to be Arnold. I'm smoking a little more while you keep talking. Well, there you go, I'm done with that shit. I'm done with right now. I'm focusing way too much. If I fucking smoke anymore, I'm going to be like a uh, fucking microscope. I'm going to be like looking at everything like in every small detail. Oh my god, I understand the meaning of life. <laughs> what is this melody? <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> so yeah. what else about Predator? Already Yaja. He's a predator. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of predator? <laughs> you know. What's worse than <laughs> a rapist? A child. <laughs> Fuck's sake, I remember that fucking Okay, so. Not what I guess we're say. done with the predator? Yeah. He was actually. Well, I guess yeah. sexual predator. <laughs> fuck's sake! He was introducing a lot of games. Like Mortal, I remember Mortal Kombat also having him. As Mortal a, Kombat X, yeah. Yeah, having his own. Yeah, okay. Uh, there, uh, AVP had its own game. Yeah. Alien vs Predator, where you could start <clears throat> off the game with, um, the Xenomorph, and then end it off with, um, the Predator, or vice versa. It could start it off with Predator, and you get to see their different points of, of like views, and at some point meet up. Ah, yeah. okay. Yep. All right, so Twisted Vig, what you got for me next? So, 
me. I got bullshit. Um, no. So what I got for you, it, it's it's very <laughs> odd. That's okay. right after we just said that we almost crossed the line. Cause I'm gonna be talking about a black character. Oh shit! Oh my god! Who are we talking about? Candyman. Okay. Yeah, he's not very sweet. Candyman not at all. <laughs> what the fuck is with these knees, bro? Candyman just straight up like a fucking nail scraper. What? What is it with you Candyman tonight? I'm telling you, it's only him. <laughs> now Candyman sounds like a male stripper. <laughs> I mean, I remember... How... I hear Candyman. I think of Candyman. I think of Candyman. Look, I'm not trying to put you on blast, but I remember... What, if you hear the word Candyland, you don't think of a board game? You just think of like a, a strip house? <laughs> a strip club type Candyland? of thing, yeah. I don't know why it would just direct me into the, the, the fucking... What's it called? Candy Crush Saga. Yeah. Okay. Fucking game. I just. No, I, I, I can't yeah, follow his, his brainwaves. So, there's a candy man, bro. The, 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 you remember how you were? I remember being somewhere else. I think I was making myself something in the fridge, and I just overheard you watching like Nights of Black, and all I heard was white chocolate. I was like, "What, Candyman?" It was fucking. <laughs> so I was like, "Shit." Okay. That's so what anyways, got me to that whole thought process. I'm, t- I'm telling you, his last two brain cells are the jellyfish and fucking a shark's tail. <laughs> Shit. Don't worry about a thing. Because every little thing is going to be alright. Don't worry about a thing. Because every little thing is going to be alright. <laughs> You got serenaded by the folks at Witchy Weed Podcast. Don't get much better than this. So, continuing on with Candyman. Alright. So, believe me not. Unsweet Candyman, apparently. Yeah, I'm talking about the horror, really, not the porno. (laughs) What the fuck? Porno, have you been watching? Oh, the I'm not watching anything. You're the one watching shit. I I didn't even even meant that time as a fucking porno, bro. I don't know what goes on through your head. You thought he was a stripper. What the hell? <laughs> I'm just letting you know to not get that kind of excited. Nice of sweet. What? I'm just letting you know to not get that kind of excited. No. When I, when I, when I talk no, about Candyman. No, thank you. So, his real name is Daniel Robert Taley. Okay. What? That, that, you don't like that name either? No, apparently, no. No, absolutely not. I was playing. I just never heard of the name before. He's kind of... You're unique. just almost it's really unique. No, it's not. It's not just that. It's just like generally never heard of a name like that before. It's just kind of unique. Okay. So I had like a face like, oh, that's new. Okay. <laughs> it's just the face he gave. It looked like he was just like, eh. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, wait, you don't like that name. It's just an unusual name that you don't hear often. So it's like, damn, that's cool. Okay. So Candyman has actually been in four horror vi- um, like movies. And there's a new one coming out. Yeah. Did it oh. already came out? Or did it come out? Yeah, it did. Come yeah. Out. I'll be the, the remake. I'm behind, sorry. I still haven't watched it, I ain't gonna lie. I haven't watched it either, but I want to, though. Even though I've heard a <laughs> lot of mixed reviews. You gotta <coughs> judge for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Try it before you deny. Okay, Argyle. Thank you, Argyle. <laughs> so, um, it was actually based off of, um, it was loosely based on the short story, The Forbidden, from the analogy books of blood written by Clive Barker. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Daniel Robert Taylor was the son of a slave. He was an artist and was employed by a wealthy landowner named Hayward Sullivan. Why does that name sound very f- familiar? Like, I'm not asking a question. I'm like, full on, like, what the fuck? 
It does. Huh. Hayward Sullivan. It does sound familiar. I'm about to like look that up. Um, his talent was painting, in which he painted a portrait of the wealthy landowner's daughter, Caroline Sullivan. Uh oh. Whom he had fallen in love with. Bad no. He is the lover to Caroline Sullivan and the biological father of Isabel Sullivan. He is also the ancestor to Annie Tarrant, mm-hmm. Caroline McKeever, Clary Lau, and Roxanne Robinson. After his death, Danny returns back to the earth by the name of Candyman, killing whoever says his name in the mirror with a bloody hook that replaces his hand. Yeah. Where the fuck do you get the bloody hook from? Right? You weren't someone, killed that way. I mean, like some fucking English pro. He just oh, wait, get the bloody oh, wait, hook wait, from? wait, wait, wait. I fucking read that wrong. He kills them with the bloody hook for whoever says his name in the mirror. Oh. It's just the way killing whoever says his name in the mirror with a bloody hook. I'm like thinking they, they fucking you wanna are holding shit? it. I want to cut that shit. I'll get a fucking mirror. We, no, we ain't. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Don't do Bloody Mary. <laughs> oh, hell no. In the films, he is portrayed by Tony Todd. Okay. I think he has like two fr- like first names. Right? Right? And just double T's. Sam Charlie. It just makes me think of Ricky Bobby. Why did he have two front names? He's like two, two first names. Why did I say front? First names. Two first names. Not front. God damn it. Bobby. If you were to like put his initials, smoking. Really good shit. Apparently, because I just said front names. If you put his initials in the fucking name. And correctly. He's wearing a little titty. 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 So, I'm also going to dive into his personality. Due to the grievous tragedy surrounding his death, have been murdered under unjust pretenses and for personal revenge, Candyman arose from the grave and became a wrath-driven specter, haunting the land where he had been executed. But, rather than reduced to the land of Grabini Green or the Sullivan household, depending on which movie we follow, as uninhabitable... Candyman preferred to keep the denizens in the dark, unaware of his presence until they made the mistake of doubting his presence. Candyman, while well-spoken and articulate, (laughs) is portrayed as being incredibly self-absorbed, narcissistic, and vain, following his reputation over human life. His sole motivation is to maintain the rumors and stories surrounding his death alive, as he believes that the longer people talk and fear him, the more he will continue to haunt the land. Later shown to be fact, the only times he had ever killed someone was merely a means to remind the people of his existence by striking terror into their hearts. Damn. Candyman is also shown to possess a severe god complex. He implies self-omnipresence by identifying himself with the rumors and imagery based around his name and likeness, further claiming that without, without such things, he has nothing, making it clear that he enjoys hearing people talk about him. Candyman takes his role as a god to quite literal religious lengths. He refers to the denizens of his burial grounds as his followers and congregation. Furthermore, Candyman does not kill his believers should they abandon their faith in him. Instead, opting to murder the people who have called him out as being superstition, such as Helen Nile, who in the first Candyman movie told a young boy from Cabrini Green that Candyman had merely been an alias used by serial killers to get away with their crimes. Ooh. The people who worship Candyman, uh, which were the residents of Cap- uh, Cabrini Green and New Orleans, ha- have a habit of participating in offerings for the vengeful uh, apparition. During the first film, a rundown apartment flat houses a sort of altar in Candyman's name, 
a pile of chocolate sweets with razor blades inside their packages and placed in front of a large graffiti depicting Candyman's screaming head. Damn. Also, during the events of the first film, Karina's Green African American community created a makeshift uh, pirate which they set ablaze on <coughs> uh, obvious ritual used to appease the spirit. Um, in the second film, though, the people of New Orleans had created an actual altar in the attic of the Sullivan Mansion, but sharing having skulls, candlers, and a large wall painting depicting Candyman in crucifix stance. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, sounds like we're just dealing with just someone who's very selfish and just... Self-absorbed? Like, oh, you're not remembering me? You're not scared of me? I'm gonna get you scared again. My no, name is gonna be there. One of the kills he did was to do that. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You just killed him like... I'm not to talk to town anymore. Hey, you. No. Guess what? Shank, shank. Uh, shank, shank. <laughs> Holy shit, he's wrong. Actually, I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, man. So you chose a narcissist. <laughs> hey, the world's natural villain. True, true, true. I've come across a few of those. Um, okay, so for our final round... My last villain is going to be... Up my game now in a minute. Oh, yeah. Shit. My final villain is going to be the Leprechaun. Oh, my God, dude. Which one? The remake or the original? The original. So, the Leprechaun is obviously the main antagonist of the comedy horror film franchise Leprechaun. He's a greedy little leprechaun who kills anyone who steals his gold. Fun fact, in all of the Leprechaun film series, up until Leprechaun Back to the Hood, which is not worth watching, he was portrayed by Warwick Davis, who also played Willow Ufgood in the movie Willow. Mm. Quite a stretch for him, because yeah. in one he's, you know, a, a very good-hearted person, and the next he's a very evil leprechaun. But um, So, the leprechaun is obviously extremely sadistic, aggressive, bloodthirsty, <laughs> demonic, insane, and dangerous. He appears to crave mischief, death, destruction, chaos, and obviously his gold. His sadism is displayed by him usually making gruesome poetry while killing a victim, which he does usually with magic. Yeah. And he has also shown to be rather perverted and provocative, as he sometimes uses mind control, <laughs> if you could believe that, to manipulate women for sexual purposes and took great delight at watching Loretta's breasts and buttocks swell as a result of his magic. The leprechaun's main motivation is his gold. We know this. Mm, greedy He's bastard. Shown, yeah, greedy bastard. Greedy, ugly bastard. They were showing um, his character. Greedy, ugly, short bastard. <laughs> greedy, ugly, short, murderous bastard. But, okay. The leprechaun is also shown to be murderously greedy and materialistic, as shown when he holds his gold above everything else and is ultimately what sparks his murderous rampages that have taken the lives of so many. The leprechaun's old greed doesn't hinder him from complaining about the greed he finds in the human beings that desire to keep his gold for themselves when they find it. That's a little uh, hypocritical. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, what I liked about him was... 
It's an obviously a different kind of villain. Yeah. We're talking about now a short um a like short little dwarf basically. Well, not only that, but he's a little goblin-looking motherfucker. It's a grumpy ass dwarf is what it is. Dressed all in green with his little shorts and his little <clears throat> shoes with bells on them and shit. Not only that, it's like it's also just it's a horror character based off of Lucky leper- Charms. Lucky Charms, basically. <laughs> or just the holiday mascot of St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, <clears throat> I know that what they're saying about him making up, like, little poetry as he would kill people, he does it throughout the whole movie. And, like, one that I remember is he, he, there's one where he says, Try as they will and try as they might, who steals me gold won't live through the night. <laughs> And I know that in the original one, that's why it, I, I also like it. it. It mixes comedy with horror, kind of like Freddy does. Mm-hmm. Because, like, at one point, I know that in part one, he steals, like, one of those Power Wheel Barbie cars. Yeah. And that's what he's, like, riding around all, like, yeah. funny and, and shit. It's like, he makes you laugh even before he kills somebody. Now, even though it's, like, not that good of a movie, somehow it's what got, like, Jennifer Ast- Aniston uh, yeah. up there. Yep. And she was really young, obviously, in that one. Um, that was her first film. That was her first film. She still had her original nose. I mean, it was all good. Um, her acting wasn't that great to begin with. It was with. her first film. It was her first film again. But yeah, no, I mean, definitely uh, Warwick Davis outdid himself because he did, like, they, like I said earlier, Willow. And he was amazing in that one. But then he went ahead and like kind of reinvented himself and said, okay, now I'm going to be this really gruesome, really sadistic, um, murderous leprechaun, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, it was, it was definitely different to see him in that role, but. You could tell that fucker needed to wash his teeth. (laughs) Yeah, especially when he's trying to bite through the gold. Genuinely needs a fuck to go have a dentist appointment, bro, because like shit is bad. He needs dentures. Okay. Yeah, so um, he needs like everything fixed. True. Yeah. True. Cause he ugly. <laughs> yeah. Um, then again, he's not supposed to be alive at that age. True. Yep. True. He's true. like thousands of years old. I guess we all need some gold to keep us alive. No, but, no, I don't want to go through all that. If you're gonna yeah. look like that, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I always keep it short and sweet. So that's basically what I gotta say about the leprechaun. What you got? Finally, explicit. See, this one, I have to base it off a movie that I truly enjoy and oh. that you absolutely cannot watch. Oh, I know what it is now. <laughs> I'll be talking about my favorite main antagonist of the Saw franchise, Jigsaw. Oh, Jigsaw. You had to pick Jigsaw. You're fucking damn straight I did. <sighs> Yep, Jigsaw is just the actual name of the puppet. It's not the name of the actual killer. No, uh, Alias is obviously is known as the Jigsaw Killer. It's literally mentioned in the entire movie. And the man is actually John Kramer, I think it was. That's how you say the man? John Kramer. But yeah. Yeah, John Kramer. And he actually was 52 years old. And he still did all that shit. Wow. Dedication. Yep. And he's not deceased. Cause of death. Throat slit. Damn. Yep. Well, there's a new saw coming out, so apparently he ain't dead. 
Did it already come out? It's already called Spiral. Latest one. Which was the book of Saw. No, yeah. but I think there's another one coming out. Holy shit. I, I heard something about another one. This ought to be very interesting. No, I'm going to give you, like, I guess a little history about it. John Kermit was a successful civil engineer who was married to a woman named Jill Tuck. While he worked in property development, she helped drug addicts at her rehabilitation rehabilitation clinic. John wasn't in favor of the clinic, believing that the addicts used Jill to get their fix on methadone and didn't really want to get clean. Reception was solidified by the fact that several of the addicts became regular patients. But being devoted husband, he was, he let it slide. Later, then, Jill became pregnant. He started using his skills to build toys and a crib for the unborn child. He also repaired an old cuckoo clock and gave it to Jill as a gift. One day, things went wrong. One of Jill's patients, a man named Cecile, threatened her with a knife after cutting the line and claiming he had been waiting for three hours. Luckily, John was there. In a fit of rage, he threw Cecile out of the clinic. Now, his intervention was interpreted by Cecile Adams and his then-girlfriend, Amanda Young, as a signal that Jill wouldn't help them anymore, since she wasn't going to supply them with the next fix. They had to take it by robbing the clinic at the closing time. As Jill, as Jill closed the clinic, John waited in the car. While Amanda tried to distract John, Cecile approached Jill, and he forced her into giving him the clinic's money. And he became agitated when she failed to hurry. Meanwhile, Amanda's attempt to distract John only annoyed him. He asked her to leave him alone. Once Cecile got the money, he tried to escape. In his haste, he slammed the door into Jill's belly. Remember, she's pregnant. Oh, shit. Yep. Jill cried out in agony. Cecile fled the scene without providing any help for Jill. John witnessed Cecile's getaway, immediately realizing what Cecile had done. In panic, John jumped out of his car and ran towards the clinic, where he found Jill on the ground. It was already too late. Damn. Jill had a miscarriage. Their unborn child was killed by one of those people she had so desperately tried to help. Damn. The tragic event alone made John bitter. Seeing how Cecile and Amanda didn't change, no matter how many times they got to help from Jill, John concluded that they couldn't be helped. They had to change themselves, but they didn't want it to change. When he tried to explain his newfound wisdom to Jill, she denied it and continued to try to help people that John believed were undeserving. This difference in philosophy caused them to become detached from one another. And John grew hateful towards the addicts, seeing them as the reason for misfortune in the fit of rage. He destroyed everything he had built for his son and the clock that he had given to Jill. Seeing how much this had changed over the past months, Jill decided that their life was over. He would never be able to get let go of it, so she let go of him. With the help of Art Blank, she divorced him, but John's misery didn't end there. During a routine medical checkup, his doctor, Lawrence Gordon, discovered that John had colon cancer. Colon cancer. Col- I don't want to say colon cancer. I'll probably get the weight. I'm so, I swear to God. And, and an irreparable brain tumor. Damn. Yep. Considering that he would not have much time to live unless a cure was found, John went on a search. 
He soon learned about the doctors in the Middle East who was working on experimental drug therapy that could help destroy tumors. Preliminary results showed promise of other patients. This was John's best play, probably, but the only chance of it. And the procedure was very expensive. So expensive he couldn't afford it. Believe him, that's just his temporary setback. And for years he'd been trying to fight this condition, and for years it's just worsened every single time. Shit, poor guy. Yep. Now, getting into his first victims. John's first victim would be Cecile, the man who killed his unborn child, and the reason Jill divorced him. But he would help Cecile, help him to help himself, or so he says. He followed Cecile to Chinatown as a local resident celebrated Chinese New Year's and start the year of the pig. That's what, that's how you get to see the infamous mask, the pig mask. Mm-hmm. John went to Cecile steal again, which confirmed that John's mind that the Cecile would be a good uh, would be a good start. He kidnapped him wearing a plastic pig mask he had taken from a stand. This was an inspiration for the pig suit that he would later use in the first trap. John changed Cecile to a chair, with razors cutting to the man's wrist. The more Cecile moved, the faster he bled. Next. He placed a strange contraption of kitchen knives before Cecile, instructing Cecile to push his face against the blade in order to operate a lever and gain his freedom. If he succeeded, he would be freed. But he would become as ugly on the outside as Jaw saw him on the inside. Damn! Yep. If Cecile failed, he would bleed out. The trap was painful to Cecile, but was flawed. Although Cecile couldn't push far into the blades, he was able to break the chair and free himself. Angry about what John had tried to do with him, Cecile threatened to kill him. John gave Cecile a chance to strike him, but John dodged Cecile. Cecile slipped on his own blood into a box of razor wire. In his anger and pain, Cecile tried to free himself. Instead, he only managed to cut himself more and get further entangled in the razor wire. John watched as the man died. He would later draw inspiration from his first trap to create the razor wire trap. Damn. That was his first kill. That's what got Jigsaw started. The man that killed his unborn baby and got his fucking wife to divorce from him. And remember, you gotta keep in mind there's also copycat killers in this fucking entire series. I'm not gonna really spoil it for you, but... This kind of one of those things you already know he has oh fucking irreparable cancer so at this point he might as well have copycats. Yeah. This takes some sort of inspiration what he's doing. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. And sometimes you wouldn't even think about it. It could be your neighbor, it could be a cop. For all you fucking know. Nice. It's like kinda of like Ghostface in the sense. You that's I mean? crazy. So yeah. I think one of my fa- what is actually your favorite scene from Jigsaw? You seen Jigsaw, right? Like not yeah, just I've, like I've seen movies. some movies, right. but I think a better question is is like what's the best trap or best uh, wow like the best attraction yeah that's a good fucking question I can't really think well I can think of one but it doesn't <laughs> none of this fucking attractions sound pretty at all it's the one where they have the laser collars you know what I'm talking about oh the one from the like one of this yeah. It was like close to being the last one because the last one was spiral. Yeah, there was a moon before last. that. Yeah, second last. They had I think a, it was called Jig, a jigsaw. Yeah, 
It was the the laser color. He yeah. had um these lasers that were used for surgical procedures, and they cut worse than they cut. They cut like better than diamonds at that point. Damn! Like it will literally go through flesh and flesh and bone. Ouch! It, yep. It it cuts as smooth as uh hot knife on butter. Yep. See, this is why I can't watch these movies. No, the thing is that while the character, or Jigsaw, quote-unquote, because remember at that point, I'm guessing he's dead. I don't know. Nobody really knows at that point. Copycat killers and shit, so nobody knows who's who. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So at that point, he's telling them both to confess. Mm, okay. First off, they have one of the... I think it was the police, or the chief, I think it was, and then the other one was... The guy who did the the x-rays for for him, for for John. Okay. And he told him to confess. But he told the police that he could have two choices. Either he could confess first or have the the, the doctor confess first. With gotcha. one right in front of him. And he didn't hesitate to press on the doctor first. Hmm. Even though they helped each other and shit. Wow. So the doctor ended up having to confess. And later then, all you see is blood splurt. From the from the neck as the the lasers went in. No way. And after that, he just fell to the ground. The the contraption detached from the wall, and he fell to the ground. And all you see is That's just crazy shit. Go, yeah. <clears throat> then the other guy, the chief, having been threatened, he literally is like at the edge of everything right now, and he confesses. And at the end of the day, where the lasers were so close to cutting his his flesh, they suddenly stopped. And they move back. Nice. He looks up in, in relief and he notices that on the top of the roof there's these marks, these burn marks. But in the top of the other guys there's none. Uh, the, guy, the guy later gets up, takes the collar off, and puts it around right in front of him. It turns out he's actually the copycat killer. Oh god, okay. And then after hearing the confession from the other guy, decided there's no longer time for him to live, I guess. Because he pressed the button, and dad, the lasers come up and sliced right through. And all you see is his head literally split open. Oh, I can't see that. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit, though. Cause it looks like, like a demo board. Because the guy was like, hey, confess and you will live. Confesses. Yeah, you're going to die. Yeah. You lied! You liar! Hey, a little different. A little different. <laughs> I see why you picked Jigsaw. Yeah. Because he's gruesome. He's just straight villainous. My favorite trap right has reasons. to be the OG, the reverse bear trap. Okay. Ouch. Where all it was was like instead of like a bear trap going like this, it had it towards like like basically in its closed position, has the tongs in your mouth. Oh and it looks Jesus! Like this. So when it opens up, it opens like this in your mouth. Oh so Jesus Christ! Think of it like this. Like it's just this part. I think she wants to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I oh no, I don't want to think about it. Think it's four tongs like this. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm. I, I think you know, the worst from, part uh, is from that... the scenes that I've heard, because, you know, I don't watch these movies, yeah. but from the scenes that I've heard, there's one where there's a girl in, uh, in a, 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 like, dumped into a thing of needles. Oh, yeah. Use needles. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. No. no. That's not even the worst thing, because there's one where that girl, it's called the angel trap, where there's, like, hooks into her ribs, oh, yeah. and you had to get the key. It was rigged, because the apprentice of Jigsaw was a bitch. And it was like in a vault of acid. You have to put your hand in the vault of acid to get the key. When she finally got the key, the key was, was, wasn't the real key. The apprentice j- rigged it. So all she had to do was like that. And what the hooks would do is they'll rip like this. 
making it look like wings, which is why it's called the Angel of Trap. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, you see, I can't watch these movies. No, the thing is, remember the, the, the Venus Fly Trap, right? trap yeah. the Razor Trap, the Horsepower Trap. Mm. The first one you mentioned, the OG one, there's something that I also forgot to mention, is that the guy where she had to literally cut open and get the key from his belly is, was conscious the entire time. Oh yeah, he was very conscious. He just has had a specific toxin. They're not allowed to move at all. Uh, but he was still no, conscious no. of all the pain. No, no. See, I, I, I can't. I and can't, he died I very can't. slowly. So she didn't know at that time that she basically just killed him. Ah, uh, hell no. Hell to the no. So, yeah. Alright, moving on from that very disturbing information. <laughs> Who's your final villain? So I was going to go for Mummy. Okay. But then... Like, since there's, like, not much to go off by, especially in, it's, like, another Dracula, but... Worse. Worse, since there's not really much to go off by, even off of that. Yeah. I'm gonna go just with good old zombies. Okay. Like, that one, I could just go off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. So, fun fact. George A. Romero wasn't the first one to do zombies. He was the first one to do undead zombies, but the first ever zombies before his 1968 uh, Night in the Living Dead was um mind control zombies which they were actual living people oh. where they drink a uh like a concoction which that would make them uh have no free will it's and mindless mind yeah. yeah ah you know what okay. is? There that's is... the version of zombies that was inspired by dracula and the thing is which that... they inspired george Romero. absolutely and the thing is that there is actually such a thing that exists you remember how i mentioned yeah, the no, um, breath right yeah a specific flower that can be turned to powder and make you mindless completely. Yeah. Told exactly what to do like a zombie. Ah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Now, zombies also, like Dracula, has had such an impact on pop culture to where zombies have shows, movies, games, games comics, songs, or just m- mere mentions of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's just, it's... It's made an engraving onto pop culture, just like Count Dracula. Yep. Cool. And an, an awesome thing is, unlike Count Dracula, zombies have so many different versions of themselves. Oh, yeah. There's the ones that could save brains. There's the ones that could actually die from starvation. The, the clickers. The ones that could actually run. Yeah. You, you the, the zombies. World War Z zombies yeah. that are like freaking climbing walls and shit. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's different kinds of zombies. There's zombies that could actually drown. Zombies where you just have to chop off the head, not even shoot the brain. Yeah. It's so, something that's been uh, tweaked a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no matter uh, what version of zombie you get, it's still just as good. Sometimes yeah. better, maybe sometimes just And in most same. cases, they want to eat your brain. Or just eat you in Or general. just eat you in general. Like Walking Dead. You, you Who would have known that our... Creepy, brain-loving friends would be part of pop culture. It even went as far as warm bodies. Yeah. A zombie love story. <laughs> Probably the only zombie love story there is, actually. Uh, that I could think of. I don't know. That right I could now. think of, yeah. I can't think of another zombie love story. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely... Oh, the show, not the show, movie Zombies from Disney. Mm. They have a Disney movie of zombies? Yeah, I actually liked it. They have like three of them. I Interesting. I only saw the first one. It's a, uh, uh, what's it called? It's a music one. Interesting. I okay. what it's called. Zombie singing. Never thought I'd say that. Well, it's not. They don't sing. It's one of just always dancing. 
They dance, okay? Yeah. See? Now I, I learned something new. I still liked it. Interesting. It's not animated. Dance with zombies. Yeah. We want brains! <laughs> Which part two then, I think, introduces werewolves. Oh. Oh, shit. And part three will be vampires. Probably. <laughs> I, I only saw clippets of part two and I didn't see shit for part three. If there is a part three, I'm not sure. Yeah. But, um, continuing on with zombies, not only have they had different versions of them, but even viruses of them have been changed. With, like, the most recent, with, um, The Last of Us show based off of the video game, where you find out that the reason why they were created is because of a, a fungus virus. Okay. Instead of just a normal kind of virus. Huh. All right. Where it was based off of um, Bad Batch of uh, Yeast. Yeah. 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 And then there's some others where it's just a failed experiment. Failed experiment. Like an airborne virus type shit. Kind of like The Walking Dead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or was it didn't even think about it too because it was more like an airborne type shit. That one was chemically. Oh yeah, no, it was chemically. It was just a... Uh, T-virus. The T-virus. Which, there was like so many different viruses. Bath salt yeah. zombies. Yeah, that's like, that's like IRL but in real life yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like it just it's it's crazy to think like how with from Dracula getting to the mind control living zombies to now what we got to where I could name different even games that have different kinds of zombies yeah. Last of Us with the clickers Shamblers bloaters um, Dead Island with the regular zombies the rage zombies even mobile games with Dead Trigger too, where there's a sign fist, where if you get too close to it, radiation uh, kills oh, you. Oh wow! Enough for dead. The Panzer Shrek, where it, it's an armored zombie rager. They have Left 4 Dead, which has various types. There's like the witch, which she actually you hear her wailing. And Snitcher, which is yeah. just uh, Damn. zombie. Damn. the Hunter, which just literally starts running and then lunges at you and starts ripping everything. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so just. All kinds. All kinds of zombies yeah. now in different games, movies, shows. It's just depends on the creativity that they have. You know? Yeah, obviously. Which, in zombies, you can't really ever go wrong with the creativity on that. Yeah. No matter what you do, it's still going to be pretty good. Yeah. Obviously, if we've got dancing zombies. The same zombies. concept, they're just trying to... Well, <laughs> it's the same concept with most zombies. It's just like, just kill humans. Yeah. Or dance. Mm-hmm. Or love. Or love. Or love. Yeah. At least in games, I could say kill humans and split. But I don't think I've ever seen a zombie game that they can dance or fall in love. But <laughs> yeah, movie wise, yeah, we're definitely on. We're definitely on. And book wise, because one body <coughs> book before it was a book. That's true. Yep. Can't forget about Which, that. as a man, I can say that I loved the movie. See, there you go. I don't, I don't care that it's a trick flick. I still loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It was. It was and nice. I'm proud to say it. There you go. More power to you. But that's it. So that's our part two on the horror movie villains. Yep, that concludes to all we got. Next week, we've got an interesting episode for you. Twisted Vic, would you like to tell them what we're going to be discussing next week? We're going to be discussing the most popular creepypasta urban legend, Slenderman. So hide your kids. Hide your wife. Because he's killing everybody up in here. You better hope you don't find no fucking pages in the woods. I'm just I'm just don't go in the woods. Don't go in the woods. Blair Witch, Slenderman, Skunk Ape. The witch of like those uh, hands on Gretel. 
Just don't go in the woods, guys. It's not a good idea. Didn't they make a, like an actual movie of Hamsel and Gretel? I think so. I believe so, yeah. It was a horror movie. Um, Probably wasn't good. But yeah, just don't go in the woods. Stay out of there. Stay in, stay in your home. It's better. Listen listen to more of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listen to COVID. Just stay in your house. Yeah. Yep. Social just relive, yeah. Just yeah. social distance. Smoke just yourself a door. Be fine. Chill out. Binge Relax. Watch. Get some snacks. Hey, that rhymes. Hey, right? it does. Sit but, back, um, relax, get some snacks, and enjoy the podcast. But yeah, so next week is going to be lit as hell, so you definitely want to join us for that. Um, we had made a mistake on last week's episode saying that our Discord was going to be on last Sunday, when it's actually going to be on this Sunday. Absolutely. So we apologize for any confusion for anybody that went over there and was like, where the fuck are they? <laughs> we made a mistake. Did, did John Travolta yeah. me from Pulp Fictions? Just w- looking around like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, but no, it is this Sunday. So go to my Instagram, and the link is in the bio. Sunday, eight o'clock, discussing Ouija demons. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be really, really creepy. Let me say like, ooh, yeah, very eerie of what I actually uncovered and found. You definitely don't want to miss this. Absolutely not. But in the meantime, you can reach us at Gmail, uh, podcast at gmail.com Go to our Facebook, Witchy Weed Podcast. Uh, check us out on Instagram, witchy underscore weed underscore podcast. Uh, send us a tweet at witchy underscore weed. You know that our uh, Discord is also Witchy Weed Podcast. And... You know, I actually have an idea. What? Why don't you just put a post up and have people just, like, comment their favorite... Horror movie villain? Yeah, the horror horror movie villains we just spoke about for the previous from this episode the previous one. So, uh, what uh, social media are we going to be using to do this on? We can do it on any. Let's do it on Twitter, Instagram. Depends. You know what? We'll do it on all three. Let's get let's get as many comments as we can, and we will definitely include them on next week's episode. So you heard it here. Check out our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter. And we will be asking you to share with us what is your favorite horror movie villain. And tell us what we missed, too. Yeah, tell us what we missed. We might have a part three coming up. Because I can still think of a few more villains that I would like to include. It's it's so endless at this point. So give us some ideas. Let us know who you want on the next one. And uh, we'll definitely include you. But thank you for joining us again on this very, very long record-breaking episode. How long is this one? Two hours and ten minutes long. Oh, oh god damn. damn. So you're patient sitting with us. You must really like this podcast. <laughs> right, yeah. cockahead? <laughs> but, uh, but definitely, we'll see you on the next one. And until then, stay lit, witches. Oh.